Hello, Kevin McTaggart here. Welcome to episode 71 of my podcast, where I talk about things that are annoying me and subjects as well. Um, let's start with some stuff that's happened. I, I, I'm trying to do better with the podcast. To like talk about stuff that's annoying me today. So today is Friday, April 27th. I say with a question mark. And uh, I had a chip in my windshield. You know, I went to the car dealership. I went to Prime Subaru. Uh, last Saturday for my 60,000 mile checkup and they said the only thing that was wrong was there was a chip in my windshield. It's a chip in my windshield that I've known about since like the beginning of February. I think, you know, I think a piece of sand from one of the trucks hit my windshield in such a way that it just caused a little nick, a little bruising. And then, like, it caused a chip eventually. That it got a little bigger, and um, so, so yeah, that. So, I I didn't do shit about it. I just watched the whole thing, and it never really got that much big. But the dealership was telling me I should fix it. I'm like, fine, I'll fix it. And um, so I I, I Safelight, of course. Those commercials are the best, right? You know, they're the only glass place I know of because of their damn safe flight repairs, safe flight replace, whatever the fuck the commercial song jingle is. It's stuck in your head. It's a successful business. So, like, I did it online. I ordered, I, I made my appointment online, didn't have to call or talk to anyone. Like, I tried to call Liberty Mutual to try to do it first. And they're like, no, you should do it online because what I had done first, I went online to, to safe flight and saw the insurance um, portion for Liberty Mutual. And I was going to fill out the form, but I'm like, no, I'll wait. And then, you know, I call Liberty Mutual, and they say to go online and fill out the form. And I'm like, oh, they probably mean the form that's already filled out on SafeLight. Or that SafeLight has available. So I filled out that form on SafeLight and scheduled my appointment for everything. And it was between today from 12 and 5. From t- between 12 and 5 today. And so um, I parked my car in a good spot to where the guy could just go and fix it. And um, so, and they say that you'll get a text. I'm like, great, get a text. Because I sure as hell don't want to talk to anybody. I hate talking on the phone. I mean, I'll do it at work, but that's, that's it. That's the only place where I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Because um, I get paid to talk on the phone. Anyway. Um, so, like, I'm like, great, I'm expecting a text, this is good, it's around noon, I just had lunch, so, what I'm, so what I'm gonna do is, uh, I have text alerts go to my Fitbit, so I'm like, I can leave my phone in, um, filing cabinet, and, like, just see, you know, um, just wait for notifications for texts on my Fitbit, it's great, it's great, um, so, like, I check my phone all the time anyway, because I'm paranoid like that. So I pull out the drawer 
a little after noon, and I see that there was a missed call from an 802 number, 802 area code number, and it was, it was the safe flight tech, Kyle, telling me he was five to ten minutes away. Like, great. So I went downstairs and saw Kyle, and I gave him terrible directions to go down to the car. He drove all the way fuck down to the other factory building. I'm like, no. I had to run after him and be like, hey, no, the car's right here. So I pointed out the car to him, and then I went inside, and he told me before I went inside that I was probably going to have to pay $65. I'm like, whatever. My insurance must suck then if I have to pay $65. So I went back upstairs, and he gave me a call. Um saying that uh, his machine's broken and that he has to go get a new one and then he'll come back in about 15 minutes or so and give me a call, you know? And I'm like, hey, cool, I guess. So I'm waiting. I'm at work. I'm working and I'm waiting, watching the phone. And then um, I get a phone call and it's from Kyle's boss. And Kyle's boss was wondering about the insurance because if, if they verified my insurance, I probably wouldn't have to pay anything. And I'm like, I thought I verified my insurance, but I couldn't tell what the zeros were and what the O's were in my policy number. I might have typed it wrong. I don't know. And he told me that I had to call my insurance first. I'm like, I don't think so because I got emails this morning. I got one email from Liberty Mutual this morning that said, um, you should call us to confirm this referral. And then there was an email two minutes later saying, hey, we've confirmed it, blah, 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 you're all set, no need to call us. I'm like, great, perfect. So I gave the boss um, the referral number, and he's like, all right, cool. So he called, and he was going to deal with that. And um, then, like an hour later, two hours later, I get a call from Liberty Mutual, um, and I had to re-verify my referral to them and stuff like that. And they say, all right, well... Well, I'll contact Safelight and they'll come out and fix your windshield. I'm like, oh, great. So, like, I was waiting. Till like, and it's like almost 4 o'clock. And they said they were going to be here between 12 and 5. And I haven't gotten any call that they came back to fix it. Because I thought they... I never got the call that they came back to fix it. So I went out to go look at the windshield. And I'm like, well, it kind of looks fixed. I'm not really sure. And I mean... I, and plus, it was raining at this point. So I really couldn't tell. So I called the number on one of the emails and I spoke to this crabby bitch who was like, oh yeah, the invoice shows that they were here. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, the invoice. They, they, how do I know they just didn't like commit fraud and just like say, fuck you with the invoice. Hey, we, we were there. And like, no, 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 they were fixed. It, it probably, will, you'll still see it there, but they filled in the hole. I'm like, Fine, whatever. So I think my my chip in my windshield was fixed. I think I have another one, though. I, maybe they fixed them all. I'm not really sure what the fuck they did. I don't even have, like, a report or anything that they did any fucking thing. It's like they weren't here at all. Seems like a fucking scam to me, if you think about it. So that's what happened to me today. I was... Nervously waiting for Safelight to show the fuck back up. They apparently did and fixed it, but never told me that they fucking came back. So, the next sunny day, I'll I'll see if, if the chip, if, you know, if they did indeed fix it. I mean, it looks like they did. It doesn't look like it did before. It's, I can still see it, but it's not um, as 
nasty looking as it used to be. So that's how I wanted to kick off this episode of the McTaggart Attack podcast. See, another thing I want to talk about is... uh, uh, Now I need to complain about Longhorn Steakhouse. So I went to Longhorn Steakhouse Saturday afternoon with um, my sister, my dad, and my aunt and uncle. And... Like, it was fine. I felt fine going into Longhorn Steakhouse. I was hungry, as you are, when you go into Longhorn Steakhouse. But, like, after I finished eating my delicious meal, like, I had some sort of heartburn, indigestion-type thing, and it was very frustrating. I didn't know what the hell... It was. I don't. I, I'm assuming it was from Longhorn Steakhouse, or it may have been from something I ate beforehand. But like, I didn't start feeling this way until I was at Longhorn Steakhouse. So let's blame Longhorn Steakhouse for the terrible indigestion that they apparently gave me. I think it's indigestion. I don't know. I didn't look it up. It went away. I felt fine. Like two days later, it was some sort of virus or something. I don't know. And it happened pretty quick. But, like, there was no puking or anything like that. I just felt like crap for two days. One day. One night. Then I recuperated the other two days. Didn't eat much. Lost weight, though. So that's good. So, yeah. I I may not go to Longhorn Steakhouse for a while after this. Unless it wasn't them. I don't know who it was. Doesn't matter to me. Let's see. A few other topics that I wanted to discuss in this episode. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Um, comedian Michelle Wolf was the keynote speaker at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and. I missed it over the weekend because of the damn stomach bug or whatever the fuck it was. But, um, I did watch it just a few minutes ago, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I thought she did a great job. She didn't hold back. I think that was a big thing that people had a lot of problem with. Her language was rather suspect, but she didn't hold back, and good for her. And I had no problem with, with, with her speech. I thought she did a great job. And it's like, I think Trump got mad about it and he thinks that we should do away with the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Because, yeah, of course, the president gets ripped in the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's just the way it goes. It's just the way it's supposed to be. So, of course, he wants to do away with it or something. He said something about it on Twitter. Let me look up to see what the hell the idiot said about it on Twitter. I'm just going to vamp for a minute before I can... Type in Trump to see. Um, uh, I don't follow Trump on Twitter. Maybe I should. Um, where is he? Okay. Just still vamping. Still vamping. Um, let's see. Did he say anything about it? The White House Correspondents' Dinner is dead as we know it. This was a total disaster and an embarrassment to our great country and all that it stands for. Fake news is alive and well and beautifully represented on Saturday night. <laughs> Only because of the stupid 
of the jokes that he made, she made about him. And he doesn't have the balls to show up to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. But he's perfectly fine talking crap about people through Twitter and calling people names through Twitter and stuff like that. But yet he has a problem with us cracking jokes back at him. You can't just crack jokes back at us or talk shit about people and not expect any blowback from that, all right? You can't expect to act like a stupid asshole and not expect people to find you accountable for it. Oh, annoying piece of shit president that we have. It's ridiculous, of course. And they're talking about me. I only want to talk about them and their fake news. Well, whatever. No. The, the correspondence dinner is not dead. It's still a thing that will happen. Maybe they'll do a better job vetting the comedian next time, but that's fine. I don't care. I love how she said, you guys didn't know what you were getting, did you? Like, I feel like the Bios Correspondence Dinner was just like, oh, let's just get some female comedian. Who can we get? Oh, Michelle Wolf. That's... Have we vetted her? Nah. Nah. Why, why should we? Why should we vet her? There's no reason to. Um, makes no sense. We'll just let it go and see what happens. And then you saw what happened. And it was magical. It was hilarious. I loved the whole freaking thing. Oh my god, yeah, it was great. Like, she, And it's not like she just ripped Trump. She ripped both sides. She made jokes about everyone. Which is what you should do at the White House Correspondence Dinner. I would think people probably just had issue with her language. I didn't care about her language. She did fine. It was great. It was lovely. Keep up the good work. Never stay quiet. Anybody. We should just... Yeah. We need to voice our opinions. If our stupid, idiotic, blowhard of a president can voice his opinions, we should be allowed to voice our own opinions about things. Yeah. So yeah, I thought thought the speech was good. I, I wanted to give my opinion on it, and there it is. I'm recording this now. I, I did record the first part um, about Safe Light on Friday, but now it's Monday. And why is it Monday? Because of that stupid stomach bug that I had, or whatever the hell it was. It was a th- it was a something. I'll probably list it as stomach bug in the in the title. Because I'm change. I have the, I'm doing the titles differently now. Something else I wanted to talk about um, was Brock Lesnar. I've never really been a fan of Brock Lesnar anywhere. I felt like when he first came on the scene, he was forced upon us through the WWE. And I I didn't really like him all that much when he was a heel or a face or whatever. And then he left. Then he did the UFC. And he got hurt in the UFC. Then he went to the WWE again. And he's been back and forth with that. And it's just, I, I don't get the fascination. I'm not a fan I just, it just, I feel like he's holding the WWE by hostage. Like, they must be like, hey, Brock, we'd like you to come back to the WWE. We really would. I don't get the fascination with this, by the way. And he's like, yeah, but, um, yeah, I'll come back, but I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to talk to any of the other wrestlers. I don't want to talk. Okay, okay, all right, we'll get Paul Heyman to talk for you. Right. And, um, I don't want to go over moves with any of the wrestlers before the show. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. No. 
Just just send me a script or something. I don't want to talk to any of these idiots before the show. I just want to stand there. And I, I only, I'm only going to do two moves. With a belly-to-back suplex or the uh, the F5. That's all I'm doing. Uh, okay. And, and I want the universal title. Forever. Forever? Yeah, till I die. I want it till death. Or till I don't want it anymore. Um, that's our most prestigious title. Hey, I might not come back. I might just go to UFC. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yours. Just, it's just ridiculous. I don't get the goddamn fascination with Brock Lesnar. I'm just not a fan of him at all. And it's just, oh, there's so many superstars that they could build up instead of this. It's just ridiculous that they keep, oh, I just don't care. I don't care for Brock. Other people do. Whatever. You're just stupid, blind sheep who don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's ridiculous. Just hate Brock Lesnar. Not because he's a bad guy. I just hate what it represents. Like, he's a part-timer who shows up a few times a year, has a belt. I'd be no. Pro- I'd have no problem with him as a part-timer. My big issue is with him being a champion. We don't need that. There's other people that we can give the belt to. It's ridiculous that he's given the belt. It's a goddamn shame that that's a thing. That he's a champion. He should Part-timers shouldn't be champions. Or if they are, they shouldn't be for that long. He's been the universal champion for well over a year now. And I know I'm, I hate people who like project stuff like that. But I'm just thinking, looking at it, based on what I've seen so far, it's ridiculous that he hasn't lost yet. He should lose. Something I wanted to look at. I'm trying to... I'm vamping again. I'm doing a terrible job of vamping, but... Hmm. I want to do this week's What's Pissing You Off. And... Let's see. There was one that Peter Pardo wanted me to do, but I didn't want to do that. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, here's one. Beatrice Cantata, her suggestion was people that leave shopping carts in the middle of a parking lot, is it too difficult to walk a few more steps to return them in the appropriate place? I don't understand when people come, go to a, go to shop, and they use the shopping cart, and then they take it to their car, put all their new stuff in their car, and then they're too damn lazy. They're too damn lazy to put the cart back in one of the return areas or, God forbid, walk all the way back to the shop or store and put it in there. What the hell is wrong with you? Why, why are you so freaking lazy that you can't, you know, be responsible and push, put a cart back? What if a car comes and hits it because of a cart that you left? What if there's an accident because of a car that you left in the middle of the goddamn parking lot? What the hell is your problem? That was short but sweet, but I felt like that was good. Felt like that was good. Hope that lived up to the expectations. Um, that's all I've got for this episode. I'm going to do another episode later this week. Maybe one or two more. I don't know. We'll see. Put them out in more frequency and see how, how much of a reaction they get. Anyway, that's been... Well, let's do... Um, 
you can find me. You can find the Facebook page, the McTigard Attack Podcast Facebook page. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Kev McT. There are the YouTube channels, but this will not go to YouTube. I don't want this to go to YouTube. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Um, that's all I've got. Uh, is there anything I'm remembering? I'm forgetting. I do have show a show this weekend, but I'll talk about that. Well, actually, it's Comedy Thunderdome. I'm hosting Comedy Thunderdome with six other comedians, and I'm going to try to find out what the hell is going on with this whole El Domingo thing. So come out to the Marquee in Middlebury on May 5th, my birthday, when I'm hosting Comedy Thunderdome, and I solve the El Domingo mystery. And uh, here's a lame way to end the podcast. And that's the bottom line. If you smell what the McTaggart Attack podcast is cooking.